airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Pat M. is over in Studio CC. I feel like mm-hmm. it's sort of like, who do we have today type of <laughs> thing going on. Yes. And maybe some of our listeners feel that way because we had uh, Kevin Jackson filling in for us mm-hmm. for a couple days. And then we had um, an oldie but goodie show to re-air mm-hmm. um, on Friday, which, by the way, I saw that there were some messages again <laughs> There were messages the first time that show happened, yes. and there were more messages. So just give us a minute. I've answered and, them. Um, have you? Okay. I've responded. Okay. Yes. Will the Great. I mean, that is your name, Will the Great. <laughs> okay, very good. Um, so anyways, um, but it's good to be back on the other side of celebrating the 4th of July, which is crazy that we could be in a place where that's like a debate. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. a question over whether or not um, you're making a, a separate statement by celebrating the 4th of July. Um, You know, you could see this happening, though, because um, the current narrative or the philosophical worldview that is, I would say, pervasive uh, is is cannibalistic. It eats its own, right? So Mm. it's only a matter of time before everything gets eaten, you know, and Mm -hmm. just then turns on itself and begins to eat itself. And so, anyway, it's great to be with you. Today's topic of conversation is a statement. I want to look at a few news stories and then um, have a conversation around lawlessness. And here is the statement that um, I think will be the title of the show. Lawlessness is not a pet. Let mm. me just say that. Lawlessness is not a pet. You cannot tame lawlessness um, with kind, nurturing words. You cannot invite lawlessness to hang out in your house. You cannot invite lawlessness to um, even be on a leash in your backyard, like lawlessness is just not a pet. It cannot be tamed. Lawlessness must be crushed. And I know that sounds like very strong language, but that is exactly right. what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he, he crushed lawlessness mm-hmm. in himself. Mm. And so when we in this country have like, patty cake conversations about lawlessness right like summers of love and just expression and let people express and all of these things and again this is not the first time that this has happened okay think baltimore right just just let let these youths express just let no it was let lawlessness run rampant don't intervene don't step in and then what do you get well lawlessness turns on the person attempting to hold it on a leash yeah Oh yeah, yeah. Correct. It's it's the you lawlessness. Your own. <laughs> the, <laughs> lawlessness is a honey badger. <laughs> Have you ever seen a honey badger? Yes. Like man, and there's and it has this like extra skin, so you can't really grab it in any place. So mm-hmm. It can get out of anything, and it is vicious. So what we have right now in our country and what is growing 
is lawlessness. And what I don't want us to do is become comfortable with this as believers, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want us to be like, you know, that's just happening in that city. Right. Right. Like, you know, that's not in my town and shaking our head about it and just kind of talking about it in these sort of distant terms as if it will not come nigh your dwelling because lawlessness cannot be tamed. Come on. It cannot be a pet. It cannot be confined to one space. It wants everything. And then that over there. It's a spiritual thing, spiritual in nature. So it's not contained by, you know, just a geographical regional uh, thing that that can spread uh, far, far beyond what, what people can understand. Because you might think, yes. well, I'm in, you know, a rural, t- rural town. I'm in a small mm-hmm. place that would mm-hmm. never. Oh, yes, it will. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or or and and I think this is probably what really shocks a lot of the liberals who are, you know, sort of consuming the Kool-Aid here that if we just make nice with the lawless, then we will live in peace. It don't work it like also, that. No, it does not work like that at all, <laughs> because it also infects the, the cities yeah. that may not be rural and may not be standing up for conservative values. It also affects the cities who say, no, but we we agree with you. Mm-hmm. They don't care. No, we we agree with you. We want to do. They do not care. And so what has to happen is that Christians have to continue to be vocal and not be pushed into a corner because there's another threat. I think that when you speak out on this and you say that this is wrong, you second guess yourself like, you know, so so is this racist speak? Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what what am I saying? No, lawlessness must be crushed. Yeah. I don't care who's the perpetrator of it. Lawlessness must be crushed. You can't walk with it on a leash. You can't keep it behind a fence. You can't have it in your home as a pet. You can't nurture it into submission. It has to be demolished. It has to be destroyed. And the best example we have of this is what Jesus Christ did in destroying lawlessness. It was nailed to the cross. Mm. It was demolished in his flesh. You have to understand this. And, And here we are, though, and this always happens, right? We think that we're just a little bit better than Jesus, We can negotiate with lawlessness. So now we incapacitate law enforcement. Mm. People need to understand that lawlessness is rooted in rebellion. Right. It's rooted in rebellion. Because God is our moral lawgiver. The rebellion is against him. People need to understand like right now. and, And as you just said, Will, this is not something that we are to look at with our natural eye. This is spiritual in nature. That's right. So the rebellion is not against the uniform. The rebellion is against what the uniform represents. Mm. If there is law and order, the lawless don't want that. Right. Right. So if there is a person who enforces law and order, then the lawless want to subdue that person. Exactly. Exactly. So what can we expect to see? If we think that we are going, if we think that we are going to walk down the street with lawlessness on a leash, what can we expect to see? Well, we can expect to see more of what the headlines look uh, look like coming out of this weekend. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms has ordered a Black Lives Matter occupied zone, (laughs) an occupied zone, a Black Lives Matter occupied zone. 
All right. It's not a novel. This is real life, people. Like, it's not a novel. Okay. And and let me tell you something. This is not random. Mm. This is by design Marxism. This is this is by design to keep unrest, to keep things going. All right. It's not random. It's not organic. All right. <laughs> Chaz, chop, whatever. It's not organic. <laughs> right. Do you guys. Re- you, we joked about this. We, we joked about this. Um, oh, what was it? Was it was it 20, 2013, 2014, 2015? Whenever we had the Occupy Wall Street protest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody laughed and got back to work because they were like just totally unbothered by it. Right. And, and, but, and, yeah, and that's the thing, because when they had the Occupy Wall Street and then they had even the Black Lives Matter, the first iteration, you know, I liken it to Satan who will come back at a more opportune time. Oh, man. That's right. That's you know, right. it didn't work back then. It didn't catch. But now, you know, when you have the Ahmaud Arbery, then you have the George Floyd and, and these things are going on. Mm-hmm. The time is opportune for the em- enemy to come mm-hmm. and say, hey, I can get some traction mm-hmm. really this time. You know? I'm so glad that you did not. And I know that you wouldn't, but I want to make sure to highlight this. I'm so glad that you did not also include in that list Rayshard Brooks. No, because but and that's part of the narrative that they it's lump ridiculous. all these things together like they're the same. But they're it not is absolutely insane. They're not the same. It, you know, and, and, and then you, you've got these protests that are going on riots, right? Threats and intimidation. Um, that's happening all across this country. Mm-hmm. And you've got people saying things like there was uh, one particular protest where they were chanting, hands up, don't shoot. <laughs> now, that's just, that's, that. Yeah. <laughs> I always, can I, I always pause to make sure that what I'm about to say next will glorify God. Okay. Amen. Because, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, um, we want, we want to be in order. That's you right. don't want to, you know, because first and foremost, I am a follower of the Lord. Amen. But let me say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen or heard in my life. And, and you know that, that, that it's not, but that's just the strongest way that I can express that. I mean, when you have a Justice Department under Eric Holder mm-hmm. who investigates this and says, no, actually, Michael Brown was the aggressor. Remember the number of shows mm-hmm. we did on this, Will, where yes. we unpacked the report? We yes. unpacked the report. Unpacked the report. Yep. Michael Brown's hands were inside the officer's car. (laughs) Michael Brown was punching the officer in the face. And so what is he supposed to do? Release sprinkles? (laughs) Like what? I mean, that's what they want him to do like today. (laughs) So so back to back to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms has ordered a Black Lives Matter occupied zone. Um, so the crazy. site of the Wendy's that they set on fire where Rayshard Brooks yeah. was killed for his aggressive response to law enforcement officers. Right. Right. Okay. I just want to make sure we all, cause, cause what's going to happen is we'll get to the end of the show and someone will call in and, and want to include Rayshard Brooks in like the hall of martyrs. Right. Lawlessness must be crushed. You can't keep it as a pet. So, so the mayor of Atlanta mm-hmm. has ordered this 
occupied zone. What does that mean? Like to be well. Let me let me explain to you what happened, and it may paint a better picture because, um, this doesn't get as much coverage as Chop gets. Right. Which Chop doesn't get coverage like it should. You know, you've got to know the sources to go to to read about what's happening. But this is the same type of thing that is going on, except they are not trying. <laughs> they're not trying to organize it and give it a name, but they have set up a shop here, if you will. Wow. Um, occupying this space around the Wendy's where uh, Rayshard Brooks was shot and killed when turning an officer's taser on that officer. Right. Okay. So they, they have been doing this. And the, but the problem is the mayor has allowed for this to happen. The mayor has allowed for BLM rioters to occupy this space and to take it up as their own where law enforcement officers cannot go in. The city has attempted to go in and clear out the space, but the protesters occupying the space have said no, not today Mm. and booted them out. So they've taken up this space, but, but what has happened is that an eight year old girl has been murdered by protesters this happened yesterday in Atlanta. The young girl, Sequoria Turner, was killed when her mother exited the freeway and turned into a parking lot that was considered a part of the occupied space. Mm. Protesters surrounded this woman's vehicle and fired a number of shots at the family, one of those shots hitting Sicoria and taking her life. And so now, all of a sudden, the Atlanta mayor is saying that enough is enough. <laughs> we have to shut this down. <laughs> hmm. Oh, now enough is you, enough? You gave him so license to you, do it. You've got citizens who cannot drive in certain parts of the city, and you allowed that. And now an eight-year-old girl has lost her life. And now now enough is enough. Wow. Now enough is enough. Now you're saying it's got to be shut down. No, this is what it looks like when you try to put lawlessness on a leash. You can't do it. It has to be crushed. It has to be destroyed. It has to be demolished. We can't normalize this. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio will be right back. You go before I know that you've even gone to win my war. Your love becomes my grace. From the dry wilderness, and all I did was praise. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will and Francesca Battistelli with Defender. Just hours after the incident, the incident being an eight-year-old little girl was shot and killed when her family drove into an occupied zone in Atlanta, where BLM protesters 
have set up a type of chop chairs shop um where it's i mean it is is it too much to say after something like this i mean i think that chop would be the same thing it's a no-go mm-hmm. zone right it's a no-go you can't go there i mean and if there's any question about that here we have one little girl who went there and didn't get out mm-hmm. so that's a that's a no-go zone yeah you've had other deaths and chop that's right. a no-go zone you you cannot go there and so we were having these conversations about whether or not you have these yo no-go zones in Europe. And, you know, oh, my goodness, can't believe that there's places that people can't go. And and now we have that in the United States of America. And we're that's crazy because the question, gonna, the question yeah. is, like, how do how do we allow that type of thing to go on? I, as I understand it, the president just can't go in without the governor's permission and say, Let's break this up. But still, like, you know, it's almost like, what do you do? Because you can see these type of things popping up all across the country if we allow it. Well, I will say the same thing that uh, David Barton said years ago. He was on Today's Issues and he was talking about our country's history and he was talking about the discussion of states' rights and the Civil War and all of that. And he said something that is simple but profound. States don't have the right to do what's wrong. Yeah. And so if you are under the guise of states' rights um, infringing on other people's rights, right. then I think, I think there has to be some type of intervention. You, you can't have no-go zones in the United States of America. You, you can't have places where people just, you know, it's occupied territory. Right. Like, I just, I don't, under, I don't understand that. You know, I, right, I don't understand right. that. And and now you've got Mayor Bottoms here in Atlanta mm-hmm. saying enough is enough. Enough is enough. Right. Um, th- this is this is not something that is going to just go away. In fact, just hours after this first incident um, where this eight year old girl was shot, police went there to investigate yet another shooting. And this one involved adult males. Three people were wounded in an exchange of gunfire. Uh, one person was killed. So now this is interesting, though, because on Sunday night, hmm. Mayor Bottoms of Atlanta um, had a press conference. Or she addressed the city of Atlanta. She addressed the protesters, the, the Black Lives Matter protesters. Mm-hmm. Right. And her language is really interesting here. And. You know, um, so I'm just I'm just going to I'm just going to quote her here in this in this press conference on Sunday night where she ordered the occupied zone to be cleared. Now, again, and this is why I think it's a certain caliber of people who can be law enforcement officers. I really do. I think it's a certain caliber of people because at this moment I'm like, okay, well, who's going to go in there for you, Keisha? (laughs) That's what that's like. That's my question. So mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you order this occupy this no go zone. Let's call it what it is. You order the no go zone to be cleared. So I'm just like, OK, well, you know, Kiki, who's going to go in there for you? <laughs> and, and, and this is why I wouldn't be in the uniform, because I would say that in my uniform. And I know you can't like I know you have a job to do. And again, why I say that law enforcement officers are a certain caliber of people that our expectations must remain high for them. Yeah. Because they do what is impossible for many That's of us right. to even conceive of. That's right. 
And that does not change because our narrative in this country has changed. People need backbone. You need, like, why, why do we need to be intimidated to tell the truth? There are so many people who are having conversations right now who could not for 48 hours, forget 48, for 24, forget 24, let's do 12. You could not for 12 hours be a law enforcement officer, and you know you couldn't. You just don't have the makeup. You don't have that kind of metal. You know it. Like, just tell the truth. I mean, because look at what happens when just regular people Mm -hmm. attempt to create countries. And then they get... They get the rejected rapper to be like the, the mercenary who is intimidating other people. And like, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. This is this is what we want. So anyways. Mayor Keisha is saying that the occupied zone has to be cleared. And she is saying that the protesters will no longer be able to set up long term camps at the site of Richard Brooks Brooks's death. Long term camps. <laughs> So girl, you can have some short term ones. Some girl, maybe a couple days. Sit and then down, you gotta disperse. Girl, go sit down. I'm telling like, you, really? like, look now. Listen, I will tell you that I look at I look at law enforcement officers and I go over and over again. Man, I just could not do that. Man, I could not do that. I mean, there's just just a different. But I I got to tell you, I see some of the mayors in the cities across this country, and I go, man, why didn't I go for that? <laughs> Because if that's all it takes, like if that Man. really is all it takes, will. And, and look, I'm going to tell you that a lot of these mayors, from what I'm seeing, and even some of these governors, are of a certain political persuasion. I don't even know why you're trying to be coy about I'm just it. Saying. We can we can go to, we can go to <laughs> Rochester. I don't even know why you're trying to be coded. Like it's not a cereal know, box. Yeah, we don't need every, to get the decoder ring. Everybody know what I'm talking about. Everybody knows exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Will, I feel like you and I could have been neighboring city mayors. We could have just gone into a place and been like, if that's what you guys are electing, well, here we are, husband and wife duo, mayor over here, <laughs> and he's mayor over there. <laughs> like, I, I, it just doesn't seem like it takes much. Okay, but in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, we are talking about an incompetence that costs people's lives. Yes. Right? Yes. Like it's not, it's not just, it's not incompetence like, oh man, I got to circle back to the drive through they didn't put my fries in. Right. It's incompetence where like now you're dead. You understand? And that's what people are electing. And there's conversation mm-hmm. about whether or not Ms. Bottoms will be Joe Biden's running mate. Man. No, that ain't going to work. Please, please Not, pick her. Please yeah. pick her. <laughs> please, Joe. Joe. That, that ain't going to work. I say pick her. Yeah. Okay, now back to the story. <laughs> I say pick her. Now listen, okay, so this is what I find very interesting about uh, Keisha's uh, press conference, okay? She says, now we are demanding action for Sequoia Turner. From who? But here's the question, though. Why isn't she demanding justice? That's true. She's de- she's demanding action. That's Notice, true. but she's not demanding justice. And and let me tell you why. Because justice has a color these mm. days in the United States of America. Wow. Yeah. So so you demand action, right? Mm-hmm. For you know, a person who is black but ma- murdered by another black person, you demand action. But you don't demand justice. Mm. Let me just say this once and for all. Or actually, again, <laughs> and for all, because we, we're always justice doesn't have a color. 
Right, right. If you precede your conversation about justice by characterizing that with a certain color, with a certain ethnicity, you don't understand justice. Yeah. Because if justice, if if in order to require justice, you had to have a you had to have this distinction that you you set up in advance, right? To to work through this. Mm-hmm. Let's say that that's how God operates. <laughs> mm. Who who among us could receive justice? Who among wow. us? Like who's worthy to wow. tell the Lord that there should be justice, right? But no, we have a, a select class and, and protected class of people who are able to demand justice of certain other types of people. But when there are injustices that happen within this protected class, you don't you can't demand justice from those who have long since not had it. You just demand, you know, action. Man. And you know, the crazy part too is the the Capital BLM organization, you know, deal. They should be seen by every living person as hypocritical and not, you know, worth anything because their reactions to these type of things don't mirror their reactions to the different narrative where it's a white police white police officer and a black male. You know, it's because that name alone, and I know we know what it stands for, and it's not really about what they're saying they're about. Mm-hmm. But, man, it seems like this should be in the eyes of the people just as, like, <laughs> you know, we don't listen to y'all because y'all credit is gone. You know, Your credit, you, it's you don't done. have enough credit. You don't have credit. enough credit. Like, <laughs> come like, on, man. <laughs> you have an eight-year-old girl. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, and, and it's not the similar response. You know, yes. it's not outrage it's not ah you know no it's not even the mayor's response actually confirms that right we this is what she said quote now we are demanding action for sicoria turner and all other people who were shot in atlanta last night this is what she goes on to say this is keisha bottoms enough is enough if you want people to take us seriously (laughs) and you don't want us to lose this movement Mm-hmm. We can't lose each other. Now, I have all kinds mm. of word problems with this statement. OK, mm. so we can't lose each other. In other words, please let us not kill each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, I, I mean, I just look if if I live in Atlanta right now <laughs> and I have a certain hue to my skin, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you. And I hate to use, you know, I don't feel safe. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, wait, what are you saying, Keisha? Yeah. Keisha, like, what are you, are you, are you saying that there are certain types of people who we can, we can lose? <laughs> like, well, who, who can we lose, Keisha? Just, can you give us descriptions so that we know who we're looking for that we would consider expendable? Who can we lose? Hmm. And and I think everybody here understands the point that I'm making here. This is ridiculous. This is how, when, again, again, the moment that we are having in our country is a clear rejection of God. This is what you get when there is no. To which we say we are accountable, then you have it's not even a sliding scale, man. It's just it's a, a moving teacup. It goes around, but circles Mm. as it goes around. There's no reason to it. There's no logic to it. It makes no sense because it's not rooted in God's justice. Man's justice. And and let me let me say this, too, you know, because we're having a conversation. And and this is this is and this has been the conversation for a very long time. We start to talk about, 
laws in this country and, and how, you know, who has to adhere to what. And increasingly what is happening is that there are laws in place that are really against those who keep the law. Mm. They're not against the lawless. They're not dealing with the lawless. The laws that we have, and 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 let me just say, and and I should be, I sh- I should be specific when I say this because we're not in all instances all across this country even talking about laws. I mean, we can define these things as edicts. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Decrees. Yep. Caesar. I mean, we can we can describe these things this way, but what is happening now is that you have ordinances, okay? Right. And laws and edicts and all of these things laid down for those who adhere to the law while the lawless mosey about like a honey badger Mm. waiting for you to try to grab it. The lawless go around like a honey badger, ever elusive. (laughs) You can't get the honey badger. (laughs) Why? Because it's like fierce. And what we're doing in our country right now is we are trying to make friends with lawlessness. We're trying to keep it as a pet, hoping that all of your nurturing and all of your love and all of your understanding will tame it. And it cannot be done. Not at all. First Timothy, first Timothy, chapter one, verses eight through 11. Now, we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, Mm -hmm. understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just But for the lawless, the law is not laid down for the just, Mm -hmm. but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, (laughs) enslavers, Mm. liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary Mm. to sound doctrine. So you can all get in line. Right. (laughs) <laughs> so you can all because people are like, well, they haven't called me. He didn't pull my ticket. And whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, please get in line. Everyone. <laughs> but what we are doing right now is what we, you know, it, it will happen. Mm-hmm. Those who seek to be righteous will find themselves adhering to edicts, laws, decrees, all of these things. That really the law is to be laid down for the lawless. And that's not what's happening in this country. Man. The lawless are not submitting themselves to law. I mean, by definition, that's why they're lawless. Mm-hmm. So what what do lawless people respond to? They respond to force. What do lawless people respond to? Not sprinkles. <laughs> not T-shirt guns. guys it's a sick conversation that we have to have and I see Christians identifying with the lawless I see Christians supporting the quote unquote protesters man you know we are too soft you know what David said David said in Psalm chapter 26 verses 4 and 5 David said I do not sit with men of falsehood nor do I consort with hypocrites. He said in verse five, Psalm 26, verse five, I hate the assembly of evildoers and I will not sit with the wicked. So how you out marching with the lawless? Hmm. How you out chanting with the lawless? All right, Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll grab the break. 
and we'll be right back. Now I don't July 4th weekend, 13 people were shot and one person stabbed in the city of Rochester, New York, where there is a population of roughly 206,000 residents. This is from the Daily Wire. During the violent weekend, several police officers were assaulted as they rushed to tend to a 16-year-old shooting victim. This comes on the heels of a budget cut to the Rochester Police Department that, uh, that took effect July 1. Hmm. July 1. According to a local news outlet, quote, a busy July 4th weekend for RPD. With 13 people shot and 10 at 10 different incidents from Friday through Sunday, hmm. from Friday through Sunday, Rochester area reporter Scott Barstow said officers tending to a 16 year old shooting victim on Saturday were met by a group of about 25 people. At least two from the group assaulted the officers on scene, wow. assaulted the officers on scene as they attempted to do their jobs. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio, mm. lawlessness is not a pet. No. Lawlessness is not a pet. You you can't tame it. You can't keep it. You 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 can't rehabilitate it. <laughs> it is what it is in its name. It's it's defined by its name. Like its name is what it is. You understand what I'm saying? So <laughs> right. you can't tame lawlessness no. then that would be law <laughs> like that would be lawful right like mm. you the, the name changes when it changes but as long as it's lawlessness you can't do anything with it it mm. has to be demolished it mm. has to be destroyed yeah and so what we're doing what we see happening in this country is that people are attempting to tame lawlessness and christians are associating with this mm. christians are showing up to protests christians are marching and chanting and they're well, well, no, but we're but we're not we're not burning stuff. Yeah, but you're adding strength to these numbers. Right. And you're legitimizing an illegitimate organization. Right. That's I mean, that's what you're doing. Right. I don't I there the incompatibility feature here mm-hmm. <laughs> is like so glaring. I mean, it's like don't touch that button. Yeah, but the the thing is, I think it, they've been um it, determined in their mind that they're not supporting the organization. It's the concept that black lives matter. You know, I think that's how some people get over that mental <laughs> hurdle because they say, hey, no, we, 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 we stand against what they're talking about. But, you know, it's just the concept that black lives matter and which we agree with, you know, but that organization, when you go out there and you're marching with them, you're saying you approve, in my opinion, of that organization. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> Again, I pause because my initial response sometimes is not the best. OK. Um, yeah. No, that's OK. So <laughs> these people that know and I know the argument. We talk about this all the time. So yeah. I know what you're what you're communicating is the argument. Right. That right, is right. the argument. Right. Um, my first response is not like a well thought out sort of reasoned response. <laughs> okay. Okay? okay. It's just not. It's just emotional and just like, you know, 
again, but that's not that's not always fruitful. So I'm just I'm just sort of like, okay, you know, um, what's your second response? Okay, thank you. Yes. My second (laughs) response is research your affiliation. Mm. Research research your affiliation. And if there was any organization that you would align with that is antithetical to the gospel, the end of that organization is antithetical to the gospel, then you cannot strengthen it. Right. That's okay. No, that goes back to my first response. My second, (laughs) let me stick with my second response. That's not smart. Yeah. Okay. That's not intelligent. No, that's not well learned. That's not well read. Okay. And and that's not reasonable. Mm -hmm. That is a good emotional argument. That's that's a, your your involvement is good as it pertains to your emotions. But what is better is for us to be like Lot. That's what's better. What's better is for us to be like Lot, as he's referred to in Second Peter. Right. The Bible teaches us that Lot saw the lawlessness around him. Mm-hmm. And he was vexed by this. He wasn't trying to find inroads to be a part of it. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? He's not trying to justify his involvement and saying whatever the justification might be. Second mm-hmm. Peter chapter two, second Peter chapter two, verses eight and ten. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of a it's sort of a weird place to pick up here. I'll start with verse six. It's still kind of a weird place to pick up because in context here, Peter is warning the church about false prophets and false teachers. And, and basically what he is comforting us with is that the Lord knows how to deal with these people mm-hmm. while they continue going on thinking they're getting away with stuff. He knows how to deal with them while judgment is reserved for them. Mm. They're, they're not getting off, basically, is what Peter is telling us by the spirit of God. And in this exchange or in this letter that Peter writes, he includes a lot here. And I'll, I'll start at verse six. He says, if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction. Why do he condemn them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly? And if he rescued righteous lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds Mm. that he saw and heard. (laughs) He was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. There is a marked difference right now in the caliber of Christian that we are witnessing in this country. And and, and, and I would say between the caliber of Christian that we read about. How now do we live since we've professed to be followers of Christ? What does that look like? What 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 matter of life are we supposed to be living we don't know now. We, we just, we are so culturally driven. We are so culturally tr- uh, tossed. I, I, you know what? I wanted to give the number. If you want to talk to us, you can. 888, <laughs> sorry, 589-8840. 888-589-8840. We're probably getting a couple of calls. I'm okay with that. Make them count. Like, you know, like let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about it. There is such a marked difference between the caliber of Christian that we meet in scripture and the caliber of Christian that lives next door to you or lives down the street or attends your church, or sits on a pew next to you, that it really is cry-worthy. Mm-hmm. It's cry-worthy. Because rather than being vexed by lawlessness, rather than being tormented by lawlessness, we're finding inroads into it, right? Like we're, we're celebrating. We're finding ways to affiliate just enough where we can still claim Christ, 
but not too much. You understand what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh my goodness, they want to they throw us away. Hmm. And I'm going to tell you what the difference is. In order for Lot to be vexed, and the Bible points it out in the passage, in order for him to be vexed, he had to be righteous. Yeah. So if we have a problem getting vexed, if we have a problem being bothered by what's happening in the culture, then the problem is your righteousness. The problem is the love of this world and all of the things in this world. That's the problem. The problem is always seeing the world's perspective and not having a biblical worldview. The problem is being enamored with Christ, but not willing to say, no, look, I'm staying no matter what. Even if I don't, I don't care what it turns out to be, mm-hmm. but I put my hope here. We love the world and the world takes advantage of us. They use us for strength of numbers. So they want us to celebrate homosexuality because we need strength of numbers. And then we'll eat you. (laughs) We'll be, we'll be done with you. That's, that's it. It'll be over. Yep. In California, churches are told, okay, yeah, you can gather, um, but y'all can't sing all out. Everybody can't be singing. You can't sing. That's crazy. And so, again, here we go. The law is for the lawless. But you know what happens? Law abiding citizens are saying, oh, we have to do that. We, we can't sing in church. Man. We cannot worship and offer up That's... the sacrifice of praise to the Lord. No, see. Because the law says that we guys, this is this. This is the rapid decline. This is this is what we're this is what we're in. Yeah, this is where we are. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, who do we have up first? Okay, let's go to Robert in Alabama. Hi, Robert. uh, Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Oh, hi, Hi, guys. I really appreciate your show and your comments. They're definitely outstanding and spot on point. I mean, I'm a black man uh, who loves America, loves living in America, would never want to live anywhere else. This is the greatest country in the world, and right now, this lawlessness and this evil that's just trying to uh, pervade us—it's just—I mean, it's—it's—it hurts your spirit to see mm-hmm. that uh, too many blacks and too many people, period, are not taking advantage of what the opportunity in this country and appreciating what God has blessed us with in this country. Mm-hmm. And right now, they are using black people to to, to foster their socialistic communistic globalist agenda mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just driving and it's terrible what people are saying and black lives matter again all lives matter i hate the term but the black lives matter the organization that you guys have correctly pointed out mm-hmm. i mean you look at the roots and you read it it is an evil organization yeah yep. you black people do you not understand that its roots are evil yeah what it stands for is evil there's mm-hmm. no way around it yeah. Come on. Man, Come you. on. You're right. You're right. Man, you yeah. are spot on. And I man, I, I can you, really hear the passion in your voice. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something, man. Look, I love my country. Mm-hmm. I love my country. I I love that I am a citizen of the United States of America. I'm, I, I believe that that is God's design and his purpose for my life. Mm-hmm. And man, what a blessing. You understand what I mean? Yeah. What, what a blessing, because I didn't decide that. Right. I didn't. Exactly. I wasn't a part of that. Exactly. But that is what God decided for me. And so when to understand what has been afforded for us in this country mm-hmm. 
and to just ignore it, man, it's like almost you're not fit to be here. Man. You understand? I, I, that's, that's how I feel. And I know people say this, and it, and it sounds very trite when people are like, well, then leave. But I, I, I really do. I feel, man, you, you, you can be an expatriate. A lot yeah. of people do it. You can be an expatriate. Look, yeah. the United States does not guarantee equal outcome. Mm. And that's why people are so mad and busted up. I refuse to feel guilty about other people's choices and the outcomes of their choices. Right. Right. The United States says, you know what? You have an opportunity. But that opportunity doesn't come with an outcome insurance policy. We have five children. One on the way. They're going to grow up in one environment. But do you know that even at our best effort, by God's grace, what they do with the privilege <laughs> and the opportunity that they have is their choice? Mm-hmm. A guarantee of outcomes? You don't even have a guarantee of outcomes in a family. Come on. And look, some of you looking around because you know you got that crazy cousin, you got that crazy brother, you got that wild sister, and you're like, we all grew up in the same house. Yep. There's no such thing as a guarantee of outcomes. A guarantee of outcomes? You You can kill yourself trying to make the playing field level for everyone. You can't do it because people are selfish and they will do what they want. And then they will expect you to come in like it never even happened. Yep. And clean up after them and then feel guilty because you delayed gratification. Because you didn't make the choices that they made. That's no, right. that's your choice. That's right. That's right. Now, we will have compassion for people. We'll love people. We'll minister to people. This is our Christ calling. But I'm not going to feel guilty for obeying the Lord. I'm not going to feel guilty that I f- fled sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Delaying gratification. Focusing on my family, rearing my children. I'm not going to feel guilty about that. We're raising some of the most privileged children in the United States of America. That has nothing to do with the color of their skin. That's That's their station in life. Because their parents made a sacrifice to stay together. Their parents made a sacrifice to obey the Lord and be married before they conceived them. Look, we don't, we cannot feel guilty about that. Right. Man, it's an honor to follow Christ. It's a privilege to know the Lord and to love him and to live for his glory. And when the outcomes, when the outcomes are such that they match the effort that we put into following Christ, glory to God. (laughs) But we live in a culture right now where selfishness is celebrated Envy, covetousness, all of these things are exalted. And the church is going right along. It's like the Pied Piper is playing and people are following this dance. I refuse. I refuse. When the sound is played, I will not bow. I will not bow. This is a facade. These people are walking around mindlessly, aimlessly, no direction. You've got inept government. And the church is following that lead. The government is on the shoulders of your king. Why are you looking to another? 
Why, why, why are you seeking after something else? You can't make nice with these people. Lawlessness is not a pet. And the sooner we understand that and return to the authority of the scriptures and let that lead and guide us, the better off we'll be. We're out of time until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.